Hey everybody, welcome to the DCC Midweek Podcast. My name is Justin Edmonds. Jamie was supposed to be here. She wasn't feeling great, so I'm taking over for her. Uh, before we get rolling, let's take care of some of the house cleaning things. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's the big red button down in the corner. Uh, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. That does really good for the algorithm. Um, make sure you're commenting uh, while you're watching this so that we can uh, interact with you. And then if you're listening to this on audio, you can find it on uh, Apple and Spotify, Anchor, everywhere you find podcasts. Uh, so make sure you go and leave a review for those podcasts as well. Tell us how awesome we are because we're awesome. Um, today we have a couple people, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Cassidy. And then we have over here, Alex. I'm Mary's husband, <laughs> Dave also, Tobias. Also known as Dave. Um, so today we are, we're talking about Dan Grinwiz's message from Sunday. So... I think the first thing that I had was he said at the beginning of the message that God doesn't have their best interest at heart is what people feel like when, when we're talking with, uh, with God. Uh, and a lot of times people go like, did God really say that? Like, did he actually tell me to do that? Uh, so I wanted to kind of like, I know that I've had that experience and I wanted to like hear from you guys. Like, have you guys had that experience? Um, and like, how have you kind of handled that? So I'll start. So, before I got saved, I definitely had that experience because I didn't know the father. Um, when I became a Christian, I was confused. I didn't really know as I got in the word, um, as I got to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, I began to realize that Jesus was somebody that, um, I didn't know. Um, my whole life, um, growing up in a religion, I was always told that God had, you know, a big hammer, um, you know, um, he got, he made you sick. Um, he gave you cancer. He taught you a lesson. If a family member died, um, you know, God took them to teach you a lesson. So I had to undo a lot of thinking, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I started thinking, man, Jesus is a really super cool guy. Right. And he's a lot like us. So what happened in that, I started really realizing that who I was in Christ. And as I became more familiar with who I was in Christ, the thoughts of God didn't have my back and God, you know, um, wasn't really going to take care of me really started to fade mm -hmm. until I got to a point that I realized standing on God's word that, you know, God does have my back mm -hmm. and, uh, he does care and he is going to take care of me. Yeah. The whole, like Jesus as a man thing, I think was, Something I didn't realize until a couple weeks ago when I went off on this men's retreat with a, there was like 20 of us and we were in the woods and we heard a message about how like, you know, like Jesus was a man. Like we need to remember, mm. you know, that like that was like a thing. Uh, and that was like, oh, okay. that And that's how I can re relate with him. Cause it's like a lot of times for me, and they said this in this is like, we see Jesus as this deity, mm. you know, it's like, well, I can't live up to him, you know, yeah. because he's this deity. Like you can't, you can't measure yourself against God, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, but remembering that like Jesus was a man like I am. And like the scripture says that he didn't do anything that the father didn't tell him to do. He didn't say anything that the father didn't tell him to say. And it's like, Oh, like that was, that was the epiphany for me in that moment. That's a good point. To like get over, to get over that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that's, that was, 
Yeah, that was that was good. That's good. Dude. So what what the scripture says that Jesus said that I don't do what I want to do, but I do what the Father tells me to do. Yeah, and that's interesting, and that kind of ties into what we're going to talk about tonight, which is um, hearing God's voice. Yeah, and so Jesus was so focused, and if we can imagine as he's walking about doing miracles and as he's walking into cities he's literally in communion with god because for him to make the statement that i don't do what i want to do but i only do what the father tells me to do that's pretty wild because i mean i go days and i'm like man i haven't really you know well and it's evident for jesus because like when you think about the miracles that he performed a lot of them are crazy you know, yeah. like he spit in the dirt and rubbed mud on the guy's yeah. eyes. Like, I mean, who does that? Yeah. Who would think to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, obviously, like, you know, there's a level of that idea of like, God wants to make sure that we know that it's him because mm. it's crazy. You know, yeah. like this isn't somebody that's thinking about how I can do something to make this look fancy. Like, cause that's like probably the most, like the least fancy way to like heal a blind man, yeah. you know? And then on top of that, he's like, Hey, don't tell anyone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, type that process. So, uh, anything else you, anyone, you want to add anything? Um, yeah. So I feel like back to the question, like that when people don't feel like God has their best interest in mind, I know that I've experienced that firsthand. And I think that it's because I've almost put myself above God and thinking that I know better. Uh, and so mm-hmm. when <laughs> I would have disappointments in life or things didn't go my way, just so many times I would get mad at God, like, well, why aren't you doing what's best for me. And I just remember like doing my own thing, kind of ignoring what God was telling me and like how many times I was disappointed or something just went terribly wrong. And so I finally got to a point where God had to really humble me and was like, I've got your back, but you have to listen. You have to understand that it might not go the way that you think it's going to go, but I will always have your back and I'm going to provide for you and I'm faithful. And so it's, a tough thing to have to be humbled in that way where you just have to realize that you don't know everything and you don't know better. And like, who am I to sit here and think that I know better than God? That's just crazy. But I think people get into that mindset, even though they are believers that they think they know better, or even if it is something good, it doesn't right. even have to be something bad. Mm-hmm. It just, but he knows everything and he knows your future and your plans and trusting yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I like, I really struggle with like I I always get so stuck in my head and like I can really rationalize like anything pretty much like or if I have you know two options in front of me like I I really want to do this but I also really want to do this thing and it's like well okay God I just want to do what you want to do and I think that is this thing that I want to do and it's like okay so then I'll like okay but I'll go like worst case scenario like what if that's not so I mean I can really like whatever you want to say, like trick myself, deceive myself yeah. or like justify it in my mind. Why that, that that's a good thing. And it's doing the same thing you're talking about is like, you're just, um, thinking that, that, you know, better than God. And it's like that, that, that never gets you like really where <laughs> you want to go. I feel like, but I think on the same token, like you can, I think it was Kevin who said it one time, um, it's like you, like we can do a lot of pretty awesome things, mm-hmm. cool things in our own strength. Yeah. But like, if we really want to experience like the fullness of God and like his plan and his will for our lives and like partnering him, partnering with him in that, it's like, it's more than we can ask, think, or imagine, you know what I mean? Yeah. So 
I listened to two podcasts this, uh, from this past Sunday, one from Chris Valentin and one from Stephen Furtick, and they both used the same story, which I thought was pretty fantastic. And it was about Joseph, you know, being sold in slavery. And it was like, they're talking about how, like, you know, he's born, he become, you know, he's 17, he's got these dreams about being ruler. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be king. You guys are all going to bow down to me. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? I'm now a slave. Yeah. <laughs> you know? oh. And it's like, uh, like, Stephen made the comment about how, like, that was when he, you know, he got those dreams when he's 17. And he doesn't, like, see his brothers as ruler of Egypt until he's, like, 57. Yeah. You know, and it's like... That took 40 years. And it's like, wait a minute. As he's a slave, he's got to be sitting there. And I think Chris said this, like, hey, like, I totally was told I was going to be ruler and I'm in prison, you know, for two years, you know, type thing. And it's like, sometimes we get these things told to us. And it's like, you know, especially like when we're hearing God, like, you want me to do what? Mm -hmm. Like. No, that sounds horrible. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't want to do that. You told me that I was going to be, you know, blank, or I was going to be able to do blank, and you want me to do this? Like yeah. that sucks. You know, like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, and like I've heard too, right? That like God puts the desires, like He puts these desires, like in our hearts. So it's like I know I've taken that and been like, okay, I want to do this. Like, all right, God, let's do that thing. Like this must be a desire from you, right? I won't check it against the word. Like I won't like do any of that. I'm just like, yeah. I, like if I'm being completely honest, telling myself, I'm like, I can see how this is lucrative because I'm, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but it's like, how, how is it going to like provide for me so I can have stabilization well, yeah, or and stability the, and whatnot? Yeah. And on top of that, like realizing for me recently, like, man, like the enemy is so swift yeah. with how he can yeah. even use the word to try and like confuse yeah. us and lead us astray, you know, cause it's like, well, was that really God? You yeah. know, you know, well, Good maybe point. I, maybe I will, maybe I won't read the Bible. Yeah. And like, like you were saying, like check that against the word. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's so, so easy. And yeah. it's like, that's kind of like, that was one of the next points I had where Dan was talking about write, writing that $10,000 check, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, like that's, that's faith. Like, well, that's faith when God tells you to do yes. it. And you're yeah. like, but There's God, I don't have $10,000, yeah. you know? But it's like, did God tell you to write that, you know, thing? Like, no, like that was, that was Dan having faith, you know? <laughs> oh, and I, it was like, I was glad that he brought that up. Yeah. I mean, how many times yeah. have you done that? Like, I can tell you how many times yeah. I've done that. Well, I'm going to do blank because I know God will bless me. Yeah. And it's like, eh, God's like, no, no, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm sure like we've all done that, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not alone in that. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, and I mean, I think some of that, as well, like transitioning into like the next part of this topic is, you know, like getting through the noise, you know, like you have the three voices, you have your voice, um, yeah. you have God's voice and you have the enemy's voice. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like my voice, uh, and I'm sure again, everyone can relate to this. My voice has been raised in my flesh and in the world, you know, and you know, it's easy to listen to the enemy. The enemy wants, you know, his way is super easy. You know, that's why Jesus says, you know, the road, you know, the road is wide, you know, and, yeah. the, and the road is narrow. It's like, because God's going to ask us to do crazy things and that's why it's going to be difficult, you know? Um, so yeah, like how do you guys, how do you guys break through the noise? Let's kind of go there. So that's actually a great question. And so what you, what you two mentioned about was, you know, you thought maybe you knew more than God and now you're talking about voices, but what we got to realize is Satan doesn't have any new tricks. Yeah. So right. in the garden of Eden, what did he say to Eve? He said, well, yeah, you can bite the apple. 
And she said, well, God told me not to. And he said, well, if you do, your eyes will be opened and you'll know things like God, you know? So really, I mean, the same trick. I mean, that's maybe what was happening to you is, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. Satan was deceiving you and he was just letting you know, well, you, you, yeah. you can be like God. You, you can know like God, you know? And, and then you're talking about the voices, which just kind of blends into this thing because that's what he was doing here. Yeah. He was tricking her. He was talking to her. But yet today people don't really believe that, you know, Satan can influence them yeah. or that God can talk to you. But the fact is, is they can. Yeah, they did. Sure. You know what I mean? God's not a respecter of persons. And, you know, a lot of people call Genesis, Genesis the book of beginnings. And you can really read in Genesis, you know, Genesis, Genesis 3, you know, 3 through 13. And look at the whole transaction that God had with Adam and Eve. And it's amazing how he wanted to communicate. I mean, so let's picture this. They bite the apple. They're in the garden. They clothe themselves. And God is still interested in talking to them. And he yeah. says, where are you? Okay, come on. God knew where they were. Yeah. It's yeah. God, right? See, and then that scripture, I love that he never <laughs> scolds them. Yes. Yeah. He, so they're like, where are you? What are you doing? Like, he just constantly is asking them questions, like, because he wants to, them to realize, like, what they've done. Yeah. You know, so. And, yeah. then, and then Adam says, well, I'm hiding. And God says, why are you hiding? No, God knew again, but he loves us so much. He wants to communicate with us. You know what I mean? It's like when my kids were little and I used to train them and, and talk to them, I always asked them questions. You know, I didn't scold them. You know, there was a punishment at the end of it, but I always communicated with them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I sincerely love my kids. Right. I would do almost anything for them, you know, but how much more would God do for us? Mm -hmm. So the whole, you know, um, talking to them and, you know, and actually Adam and Eve said that um, if we go back, in this um, scripture reference, they said that um, they could hear God walking in the cool mist of the garden. Well, they were sensitive. They could actually hear him walking. So that's what I want to encourage people that are listening in, in us here today is we got to have that type of relationship with God to where we know when he's talking to us. We And we might not hear him walking in the garden, but we know he's working on our heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? We know he's convicting us. We know he's prodding us a little bit. Not necessarily that he's sharing a scripture with us, but he's actually just involved yeah. and we're aware of it. But the cool thing is, is we're aware of his presence. Yeah. So going off of that though, like, I mean, how, for me, like it was, it was not something that I grew up knowing that I could talk to God and hear his voice. Like, it's not that not that my parents didn't believe that. Like, I remember like when I was younger sitting there and walking in on my mom praying, you know, she was like, you know, kneeling over her bed and mm -hmm. she was praying. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, I'm praying. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And I was like eight or so, maybe a little bit younger. And I remember she got, I was waiting for her to get done praying so I could talk to her and she got done praying and she didn't get up. Her eyes were still closed and she just sat there and I was like, what are you doing now? And she's like, I am listening for God. And I was like, what? And like, that was pretty much like the extent of it. Um, and growing up, like when I got to like, you know, I was like 22 or so I started to like learn, Oh, Hey, like God actually does want to talk to me. And I was like, okay, I don't know how to do that. Um, and I went through this whole thing and I've been working on that. And I just, like I said, I went on this uh, thing called Quest. And it's five, five and a half days, completely secluded. And oh. 
we did um, we did a day of fasting, and one of the things that I was asking God in the in that time was like, like I want to hear you. Like, I know you're talking to me. Like, how do I how do I hear you? Like, help me with that. And it was funny because I just had a conversation with my second oldest, uh, Lincoln, about how, like, because he's, like, he's struggling because he's seven. And he's, like, God doesn't talk to me. Like, I don't hear him. And it's, like, no, like, he does. Like, you just, like, you need to learn how to do it. And he's, like, I try, I try, I try. And I gave him this example. And it was funny because God gave me the same example. He's, like, he's, like, remember when you were, you know, talking to Lincoln and you used, you know, the example of Miguel Cabrera and his batting average, you know, the greatest batter of all time. He batted a 365, you know, when he won the triple crown. Uh, that means for every 10 times at bat, he hit, got on base 3.6 times mm-hmm. <laughs> out of 10. And he's considered the greatest hitter, you know, ever, you know, at least in that season, for, right. you know, mm-hmm. for sure. And that was the example I gave the Lincoln. And, he, and God's like, let me take that even further. How did he get to that point? Like the fact that he's considered the greatest at 3.65 times out of every 10, when he picked up a bat for the first time, he wasn't batting that. Yeah. Okay. He picked it up and he was probably not very good, you know, or he was naturally good, but like still not at that level. You know, he had to get a coach. Yeah. And then the coach, you know, told him to lift his arm up, (laughs) told him to bend his legs a little bit. And he swung some more and he got a little bit better. You know, and then he got a different coach because he went to the next level. And that next level coach was like, okay, yeah, like you've been doing this, but like, you know, just like a millimeter more up, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, wait for this. And then like, as he progressed, you know, he got to the point where he was at. And I was like, okay, I'm like, yeah, that's totally good. And then the last thing that he said to me was like, remember, it's not about home runs. Like he had mm-hmm. the most home runs, but he also led the league in triples and doubles mm-hmm. and singles that season, you know? <laughs> and he's like, not every single thing has to be some revolution that you, yeah. you know, yeah. you've had and be okay with just simple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that was the hard thing for me. And like one of the reasons why I was able to get to that point was we, you know, and it was intentional. Like we, we weren't allowed to talk like that was part of our fast. So like at midnight the night before we weren't allowed to talk anymore and we weren't allowed to talk until like, I think it was like 10 o'clock that night. So it's like, I went 22 hours without saying a word verbally. That's what I'm wow. And it was like wow. shutting this off, you know, to open this up, you know, and the scripture that they gave us a lot was James 4, 8, you know, come close to God and God will come close to you, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, we take a step towards him. Wow. He'll take a step towards us. And I think that that was, that's the biggest thing for me was like, was having like, I came close to him. I actually like asked him a question mm-hmm. you know that i wanted the answer to <laughs> you know because yeah. a lot of times like yeah. i ask him questions that i don't want the answers <laughs> right, to right. you know type thought process so yeah yeah i think i think dan said that in his message too about like it does it comes with practice and like you know your cabrera um analogy i think too like something that i've been like listening to a lot of like messages and stuff on is like like we want to know god's god's voice and like what he says and his will and like you know he like his voice right but then also like i've been learning kind of the other side of like knowing the tricks of the enemy like mm-hmm. how does he you know like you say like how does he deceive and like how does he deceive you or like trying to come into your life and screw you up or whatever like specifically like um you know and not to like focus on that so much and like 
be like paranoid, but like recognize, okay, who's saying this? Where is this coming from? Is it mm-hmm. coming from God or is this like, you know, because the devil, he's a, what's the word? I'm blanking, but um, counterfeit. He, mm. ca- he counterfeits everything. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like he'll use the word, but he'll twist it and he'll get your thinking wrong. And he'll develop a stronghold in there. And now you're believing a lie and it's being confirmed by other little lies also from. So, you know what I mean? Like it just keeps going. But um, the love of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> that's not what that scripture says. But <laughs> but yeah, like. Um, but yeah. And then to like when that when that stronghold is broken or when like you know you're asking god about this thing like man this doesn't make sense or whatever then it's like i don't know i've had it kind of recently too where it's just like oh that was a lie <laughs> like so that like it just and it i mean god's so good like it it go he kind of like brings you back to all those little lies and like he mm-hmm. you know he kind of he like redeems that and like you can kind of move forward and it's like that's your raising your arm up a little yeah. bit, you know? So yeah. I guess that's, that's good. Yeah. So that's good. you can actually take kind of what you're both saying. So what you're saying is spending time practicing. So let's look at marriage. Mm-hmm. So I marry my wife. Mm-hmm. I never talk to her. I spend very little time with her. Right. Right. Do I know her? No, I don't. Right. But when I was dating her, man, I want to know everything about her. I would call her, talk to her for two hours. I'd take her out to eat. I'd do all the talking and I'd eat all the food, right? <laughs> so the point is, is then we get married and I made a mistake. I quit talking to her. I stopped dating her and I wasn't familiar with her voice. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with her flavor anymore. And then, then you tie it into what you're saying, knowing the voice. When I started dating my wife again and I started loving her and spending time with her and listening to her. If another woman came to me and started talking to me and I said, I'm your wife, I'd be like, you're not my wife because I know my wife's voice. I spend time with her. I know her. I'm intimate with her. So as we spend time with God, we become so familiar with her that all those other voices are drowned out. And you know, the the Bible says that my sheep know my voice. Well, how? Because the shepherd hits them, talks to them, yeah. and the sheep talk back. You know, they talk <laughs> yeah. back. They spend all this time together. But it's the same thing with God. We have to spend time with God intimately and personally. But And I love what you're saying. Spend time mm-hmm. so that we know the voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But unfortunately, what happens is, is in the body of Christ is we get so busy that we'll go to God and we'll just give him crumbs or we'll just give him like leftovers. And then we're yeah. like, God, where are you? Well, he's been there the whole time. Yeah. But he wants to spend time with us. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was one of the reasons why I, I wanted to start the the daily prayer thing on the, the church Facebook page. Cause like, I think it's important for, you know, like, I mean, we're all really involved in the church. I mean, that's why we're here right now. And it was like, uh, Jamie had made this, you know, statement, uh, the, during the identity series about like, you know, we've heard this a million times, spend five minutes a day, like start there, mm. you know, and it's good. And I was like, you know, why don't we as a church, you know, provide that, you know, opportunity because like a lot of people don't think about it and it's like everyone like i hear i've been hearing a lot of people go like the first thing i do in the morning is i say holy spirit fill me and then i get on my facebook and it's like okay that's cool and so it's like (laughs) most people don't do that they just wake up grab their phone hop on their facebook or their instagram or whatever so i was like well why don't we do something at seven o'clock in the morning so like when you open up your facebook when you wake up in the morning there's a notification that says hey there's a devotional going on right now and you're like okay maybe i'll click on it you know and it just kind of will help like 
catalyze that, that. And for me, like personally, like it's been great. Cause like I've been, you know, like I said, I just went on that quest thing. So it's like, I'm a little bit more amped up right now than mm-hmm. I normally am. So I'm trying to be more intentional with my time, but even having that, being able to like turn on the DCC Facebook page and go cool. Like Jeff's message this morning was like phenomenal. It was awesome. So good. And like at all last week, all the messages were great. And it's like, and they're, they're, they're really good. So it's like just even that five minutes of time mm. is super important. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, I don't want to like take up all the time. Do you, do you want to say anything? No, okay. There's a, there's a question in, in, that we had asked on Quest about, you know, like how do we get kids to worship God? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like make them like radically in love with him and they'll find a way to do it. And though that was talking about like kids, I was like, oh man, like that hits me. You know, mm-hmm. like I will find time to do things that I love. Yeah. And if I'm not finding time for God, does that mean I'm not like really in love with him? Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's such like, a good point though. <laughs> I've been struggling with that because lately I have just like felt this like hunger, but then everything in this world is so distracting. Mm, good point. And I was just like sitting there praying one day and um, I am pretty active and I like to work out a lot. And that takes like a lot of discipline mm-hmm. and intentionality and time. Mm-hmm. And I just like, God spoke to me is like, if you can be this diligent and you can push yourself this hard for those type of things, like why is it that it's so much different and why can't you put that much time into me and mm-hmm. that like hit me so hard like in such a good loving way because mm-hmm. god knows that i need some blunt <laughs> kind <laughs> of love because i can be stubborn but it was just so powerful because it's like you're right why is it so easy for me to put this time and sacrifice and just be diligent with this and mm-hmm. i'm like i can't be that for you like wow and then i kind of felt bad but he's like you know what i love you i have so much grace and patience for you that you don't have to feel bad and i was like duh. I don't know. It just was so crazy. I want to like encourage you with that because so, uh, at our house we have like just a little setup in our basement and like I was, you know, I was doing the same thing and like, I think I really got like, have been like lifting stuff since like October. So it's been like whatever, nine months or so. And like the first three months, like just whatever, just going in there, working out just like what you said. And then like, I also been having that hunger, Mm -hmm. like, like never before and so mm. i i'm just like dude this is like i'm like spending an hour and a half in here or more so like i just been listening to messages like mm. you know like youtube yeah. videos and stuff and like the other day i went downstairs and i was like because i've been doing that you know consistently and like i go downstairs and i'm like i like i could i like just for a second i was like this feels like a little bit of a haven now i'm like oh, wow. this is where like Your yes i work room. out but like yeah exactly <laughs> exactly like the movie right the war room like yeah. that's like what it's becoming and like it just kind of happened by accident so it's like i mean yeah i'm not telling you to you know do exactly what i do and like or brag Sorry. or anything but it's like that's i mean that's where it could go yeah. and yeah. it's like sometimes i'm just be like doing whatever and i'm like <laughs> i'm like not even thinking about what i'm doing i'm just like mm-hmm. listening yeah. and it's I mean, yeah, it's, of course, that stuff is life-changing, right? Like yeah. hearing the word, the extra five minutes or hour yeah. or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, but like as I've been kind of going down this path, it's like 
I, you know, I got back from quest and, you know, God was really like, Hey, you need to dive into the word with your wife, mm-hmm. you know, because like Amen. your, your marriage needs to be based off of me. Amen. And if it's not, you know, Amen. it's not going to be that strong. So it's like me and Natasha have been, you know, reading a, a chapter of Matthew every night for the last like week to two weeks and, you know, praying afterwards. And it's like, it's just, it's so funny, like how such a simple thing, like we read through a chapter and then we talk about like what stuck out to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, you know, oh, like I really like that. Like this word's really important. Like words are important. It's like, you know, when he says this, like that changes the whole meeting. We gloss over that, you know, and she's like, oh yeah, I never would have thought of that. And then she's like, oh, I really like when he did this. And it's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. So it's like she's revealing things to me. I'm revealing things to her. And then, like, we pray together. I mean, that usually takes, like, 20 minutes. Wow. You know, it's like we sit there usually for, you know, two hours watching TV. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, well, let's do that for 20 minutes. And that was super filling. You know, it wasn't some, like, you know, we didn't have, you know, get candles out and, you know, do a whole ritual. Like, we just literally opened up our Bible, read a yeah. chapter. What'd you think about that? Cool. Let's pray. And then we're done. And it's like, we feel, feel super full. And then mm-hmm. we sit down, we watch, you know, some TV and then we go to bed, right. you know? So it's like, we're not really doing anything that's different from our normal, like procedures that we normally do. But it's like, we just, we intentionally made time for God. And like, that was, that was like, yeah, yeah. just so, really cool. So a common theme that I'm hearing is, and something I've, I've heard a lot and I, I've said myself is, you know, I just, man, I struggle with getting in the word. Like I'll start reading and I fall asleep or, you know, I don't have a problem working out or, you know, working and stuff. But the thing is, is what we have to acknowledge is when we're working on ourselves, I think Satan kind of looks and he's like, Oh, go ahead. You're no threat. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Work on yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Work on your flesh. But what happens when we actually get in the word and we start praying? He goes, Oh boy, here we go. Nap time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're tired. That's, you know? that's a tactic. Because now yeah. you're a threat, yeah. right? So we got to yeah. look at the spiritual warfare yeah. part of this. Mm-hmm. You know what Man. I mean? Right. Like Dan said, oh, like usually we Bingo. use our ego instead of yep. instead of don't scripture. And it's yep. like, yeah, it's like funny because like as soon as like me and my wife start doing this thing, all of a sudden it's like enemies like, well, crap. Now I'm gonna start attacking <laughs> yep. marriage, and it's like cool. Man. Attack all you want because every time we've gotten into an argument, it's like okay, let's pause. Can we pray right now? And then we'll continue oh, this conversation. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like just that mindset. Yeah, but that that's so good. Yeah. Well, and I was, so speaking of like tactics and stuff, um, and like how how do we like handle that stuff? Like um, I, one of the messages I was listening to, they're talking about. And in Ephesians six too about like um, you know we war against I'm butcher it but um, not flesh and blood but against the spiritual yeah. princi- principality stuff like that. Um, then after it says therefore put on the full armor of God and this guy he was talking about um, take up the helmet of salvation and then he kind of was like expanding on it. He's like well think about it it's a helmet of salvation it goes over your head so that means like you can think of it as like covering your thought life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I, he said that and I'm like, yeah, like if I'm going through my day to day and you know, I'm getting attacks and some, you know, most of the time I'm just whatever, maybe you let this one in this one, out, you know, whatever. But if the helmet over your thought life is salvation, i.e. like who I am in Christ, what he did for me, like, then you just, you kind of like reposition yourself. Like that's what it's been doing for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like now, like it like gives some clarity too. Like this is not like, okay, this is an attack. This is not like, this is good. This is not kind of a thing. Um, 
but yeah, it still comes with practice. But I just thought that was like, yeah, the helmet of salvation. It's like when you know that you're called, when you know that, you know, you're chosen and that you're, you know, an heir and all the things yeah. that he says we are like, man, you start, you start walking around like this a little yeah. bit, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You feel confident and you and like confident in who you are, but not because of anything, but who you are in Christ. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's like that, like that puffiness is funny during our men's uh, Bible study that we do here on Thursdays at the beginning. Uh, I was reading through Acts and it talked about, you know, like when they get hold, filled by the Holy Spirit, you know, like how like bold they were, mm-hmm. like, because like all of a sudden, like they had the thing that Jesus had yeah. and they were like, oh my gosh, like, and they spoke boldly. Yeah. And so then we came to a men's uh, Bible study and we were reading through, I think, I think it may have been James. I don't remember, but it was whatever the book was. It's like, it's the first book that they believe was written uh, in the New Testament. And I think it was James. And one of the guys was like, man, like, it's like, he's almost speaking arrogantly. Like, and he like brought that up and I was like, oh, funny you say that because like in Acts, it says that once they got filled by the Holy Spirit, they spoke boldly yeah. and Aww. bold people tend to sound arrogant sometimes. Like when you know what's up, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, no, there's no, there's no question yeah. about well, this. Well, when we get on fire for God, like, do we not do the same thing? Or like what I think Elisa was talking about it last week. Like when we are first become Christians and you're like, whoa, like I know what this, like, you know what it, you know yeah. what's up. Like you're saying, yeah. like. And you just want to, at least I was like that. And I just wanted to like, go tell everybody about Jesus. Like maybe somewhat blindly, maybe I had some things to learn, but it's like, didn't matter. My heart was just, and you know, my, that boldness was just ready to, to just fly. Like anyone with ears, you're about to hear it from me. So I think Lisa said something that just sparked my, my memory about this. that I thought was really good that like I meditated on pretty hard was like when she was like, when you first get saved, you get like. You know, like, ah, yeah. you know, and then eventually like that ah, yeah, kind of wears off. And then like we tend to think, you know, either we get distracted or we just let that go. And it's like, I think about like how excited I am about like a new camera, you know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, eventually like it's no longer new. I've had it for yeah. six mm-hmm. months. I still oh, love that point. camera. Yeah. You know, I still use it all the time. I still, you know, I'm creating great things with it. And realizing that just because I don't have that, ah, it's brand new feeling doesn't mean that like, oh man, like I've backslidden, you know, yeah. I don't love God nearly as much. And it's like, well, no, like it's just different. Like you cannot be super, you know, jittery, Jealous. excited. Like, yeah. you know, you know, I just ate, you know, five pieces of cake, at, you know, at the <laughs> yeah. party, you know, <laughs> type thought process. And that was, yeah. Beating yourself up is pretty easy. That's like an easy way that that mean like like reacts with a bunch of us. It's like yeah. you're not good enough. You're clearly not hearing from God. Like oh, you're not super excited right now. You know about learning. Like that must mean you don't care. You know yeah. like I mean those are just a couple things. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, you know I've experienced that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, one of the sorry, did you have something? Nope. Oh, sorry. Um, one of the other things that Dan said that I thought was really good was, uh, he talked about the, the story about him smoking and how like his doctor was like, listen, like if you stop smoking right now, you'll be here in a couple of years. But if you stop smoking here, you'll be here, you know, and how he just was like, yeah, well, I want to keep smoking, you know? And that struck me, you know, pretty hard as well. Just with like what, what I'm going through right now, and like going, yeah, it's so funny. Like I look back and remember, oh yeah, like God totally tried to get me to do this then, 
you know, which probably would have put me where I'm at now way back then, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I probably wouldn't have made that mistake and I probably wouldn't have made that mistake. That probably would have been easier, you know, type thing. Um, yeah, that, that struck me. Um, yeah. Did anyone have anything else from, from yeah, that so it, it reminds me of when my kids were little and I remember I struggled because, you know, I didn't have a dad. So mm-hmm. I came from a severely broken home and of course we're all creatures of habit. So I'll, I'll just bunny trail just a little bit. I think when we become Christians and we're all excited, we go back into our bad habits, mm-hmm. the, 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 showtime the excitement it's gone and then we just go back to our old habits and that's why you see a lot of christians fall back Mm -hmm. so here i am you know um we had our new baby boy and he's three months old david jr and i didn't know what to do i was never trained i never had a dad so i remember one time i'm sitting in my living room and he's just able to start sitting up a little bit and i remember saying to myself man god i don't know what to do and I felt like God just spoke to my heart and said, well, you haven't asked me. Hmm. And I said, well, God, what do I do? And it birthed something in me where we ended up having five boys. So over a period of time. So for me, I was like, man, this is working. So I was going to God because to me, you know, um, there was a lot of abuse. So I thought naturally that's how you raise kids. Hmm. But God says, to, you know, use a rod, not your hand. You know, God says to do it with love, not with anger. I, I wanted to do everything the opposite. So having kids to me, kind of, it was like this journey with God to where I was, you know, always going to God and saying, okay, how do I do this? What do I do with this? You know what I mean? And now that my kids are older and they're having kids, I never had a dad to, to you know, or a father figure really to teach me all that. So now I'm going like, and it's new all the time Mm -hmm. because now I got a son that's having kids and he's struggling and I want to jump in or like say one of my kids is making a mistake and I want to say, go to your room. That don't work anymore. He's 30 years old, you know? So then I just say like, God, what do I do now? And then it's amazing after this 33 year journey that I'm still going to God because it works because I know my father I know his voice. I'm like the sheep, right? Mm -hmm. I'm out there like I was when I first got saved and I ask God questions. And if I'm not listening, he just takes the rod and he just on the back of my butt, move over a little, prods me up here, right here. And he talks to me. But the thing is, is I'm still a sheep. I'm still making mistakes. I'm still Mm -hmm. navigating my way around. And God just keeps saying, well, you know, I told you to do this. So let's come back to this. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we got to, when we, when we start, talking to God and we know his voice, it gets exciting, but it's a journey. Mm -hmm. And we got to be careful that we don't fall into these old habits Mm -hmm. and these old paradigms of thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, we we have to be cautious of that. And it's something that we have to work at. Now, my, my marriage with my wife, I've been married for 33 years. She's my best friend. We work together. We live together, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, We do everything together. I'm with my wife like 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but I still have to work at it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like you said, you can turn on the TV, watch it for two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can go a whole week and not have a meaningful conversation with my wife. Mm-hmm. But I have to cautiously do that. We have to do that with God. Yeah. It, it's one of those other things that, you know, God t- talked with me about. He's like, you know, I don't want you to just... Like, this isn't a one-way conversation either. Yeah. Like, this isn't just God sitting there going, hey, Alex, do this. Hey, Dave, go do that. You know, mm. oh, Dave, you're doing that wrong. Like, he wants to have conversation. And yep. 
It reminded me of this sermon that I listened to. Um, I, I cannot for the life of me remember who it was. Um, it was a guy from Texas and he was talking about how he had, he got married and he, he prayed to God and said, God, like, I want three boys. I want them all spaced out this far. I want them all blunt. Like he, asked, like he was like, you know, ask, ask for what you want, yeah. you know? And he's like, these are the specific things that I want. And he's like, I remember one night, you know, leaning on the, the wall in the hallway of my three sons rooms and realizing they're spaced exactly how I wanted them. They're all blonde. Like, and he's like, literally God gave me every single thing I asked for. And he's like, I sat there and I said, God, why did you give me, you know, everything I wanted? Like, I would have been happy with three girls, two boys, a girl, yeah. you know, brunettes, whatever, you know, like these things, like they're not that important to me. Like I would still love them. You know, like, why did you give me everything mm-hmm. I asked for? And he's like, God's response to me was, because I need you to know that I care that much about you wow. that I can give you things that you want, not just things that you wow. need. That's so good. <laughs> that is good. And he's yeah. like, okay, that's cool. And I'm like, that's a kind of conversation that I would have with my wife, yeah. you know, where it's like, I come home, you know, dinner's made, you know, my slippers are out, you know, <laughs> you know, baseball games on type thing. Like, well, why did you prep, prepare all this thing, all these things for me? You know, it's like, oh, because like she loves me, yeah. you know, like she wants to take care of me that she knows those mm-hmm. are the things that like I like, you know, and it's like, I can't imagine only having conversations with my wife with either me only telling her things to do or that she did things wrong <laughs> yeah. oh, or, come on. You know, vice, or vice come versa. On. It's like yeah. my relationship would be horrendous. Yeah, that is so true. You know, and it's yeah. like, this is a relationship. Amen. Like you said in Genesis, he walked with Adam in the garden. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Do you think that he was just walking in the garden? Like, okay, so tomorrow you're going to name those animals. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, no, like the scripture says that like, he, he gave him direction. Yep. But like he walked in relationship. And it's like remembering all that kind of stuff is really hard for us because the enemy wants us to think that we're just a pile of trash. Yep. And that, we, that we're not worthy and we don't deserve it and we shouldn't accept it. And I think that that's really important that we remember to have those simple conversations with God. Yep. Mm-hmm. You look like you have something to say. No, I'm just kind of going through my notes <laughs> that I took. That is just a beautiful picture, though, because like just knowing that you can ask God and he loves you so much that he can grant you your wishes oh, like that. Amen. That's just amazing to me. Amen. Mm. Absolutely amazing. I did have um, and like... <laughs> I mean, this is how good God is, right? Like, I remember you're talking about like little things that like really don't really matter. But I remember, so like I did not grow up like Christian or anything like that. Like I didn't really know much about God. Just, yeah. So, um, but I, I mean, I knew like knew of him. So I remember like I got this brand new toy. It's like this little lizard toy. And I thought it was super sweet, really awesome color, like cool green, favorite color, right? I'm like, I don't know, maybe six or something like that. And like was playing with it for hours. And then that same day that I got it, I lost it. And I was like devastated. And, (laughs) but I just, I stopped and like, again, didn't even know God, like didn't whatever, but I still was like, well, I guess I should like pray that like I can find this toy again. And like that, I think it was that same day as well. Like I found that toy and I was like, Oh wow, like that must have been God. And like that was I feel like God reminds us of little things like that. And like honestly, a hater might say, like, no, like you just happened to, you know, you just weren't looking hard enough and then you found it. And it's like, 
okay, like you can think that, but I like, I really believe like he, he cares that much about us, yeah. you know, like, and maybe I was, I, maybe I didn't see it, but regardless, like, I think he, you know, I found it and I, I, you know, I know that like, that's how much he cares about me. And like the fact that I think too, like the fact that I can even remember that something so like insignificant, but like, all I know is I lost something. I prayed about it. I found it. I thanked him for it. And it's like, it was a stupid little lizard toy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like, were a little kid? I was, yeah, probably like so, six. So bunny trail. I believe right now someone watching is saying something that I hear in the body of Christ all the time. That's, well, that's just great. You guys are all talking about hearing from God. But how do I hear from God? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I believe it all starts when we're little kids. And I believe that was God. And this is why. So when I was a little kid, I loved candy. I mean, especially payday candy bars. I used to love to steal payday candy bars, chew all the peanuts off, and then eat the caramel. Problem was, <laughs> problem was, I couldn't have, I was dirt poor. Yeah. Like, we didn't have any money. And I got caught stealing candy, and I got caught. My mom spanked me, said, don't you ever steal another piece of candy or else I'm going to give you a spanking. Well, a couple days goes by. I end up in the convenience store and I remember looking at the Worth payday, it. yeah, payday <laughs> candy bars just sitting there and it's going, take me, take me. And as I'm sitting there, God spoke to my heart through my conscience and he said, your mother told you not to steal payday candy bars. Was that God? Absolutely. Yeah. My flesh wasn't telling me to do good. That's right. true. You know, and yeah. Your flesh you're, was saying, yeah. I want that candy bar. Yeah, what does yeah. I have to gain, yeah. honestly? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're a little kid. You get to remember me. But, and, and so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, wow, who is that? You know, and I was a little kid. I didn't know it was God. But now that I look back, and I want to share that with this person that's, that's listening today and is just saying to themselves, look, I just, I don't hear for myself. Um, how do I do that? I think we got to be like a little kid again. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know what I mean? We get so busy today. We get so busy. We have, there's so much pressure. There's so much anxiety. You know, we got all these decisions we got to make when we're a kid. We're just, aren't we just a little bit low key? Yeah, you know what true. I mean? And, and it's just amazing how little kids, how they're so quick to forgive and how true. they're so quick to do the right thing. But as adults, you know, you do one thing, man, they'll hold it against you for 20 years, mm -hmm. you know? So I think being like a little kid again and listening to your conscience, I believe that someone needs to hear that today. And yeah. tonight is as a little kid, we would listen to our conscience, you know, and we would allow God to speak through that. And I think that the person that's listening tonight needs to hear that yeah that that little kid thing you know i was talking with a relative of mine uh and i was like man i'm like i'm like you should pray about that like take that to god and like and ask him to like provide for you in that huh. and he was like yeah i don't know maybe you know i'll think about it and then it's like um i think about my my second oldest you know lincoln again and he it was during the winter time and he's like is it supposed to snow tomorrow and i was like to, like tonight he's like because i really don't want to go to school and i was like no it's not supposed to snow like we looked at the weather i showed him the weather i'm like sorry and so like we're doing like nightly prayers and he's like and god please let it snow so that we don't have to go to school tomorrow it ended up snowing oh and he didn't gosh. go to school the next day <laughs> and i was like hey bro you prayed for it and he's like really and i was like yeah it wasn't supposed to snow tonight like last night like i'm like this was because god answered your prayer and I'm like, I'm sure there was probably like a thousand other kids that were praying that too, but still like he prayed for that. So it's like that, that's his, um, 
Yeah. All right. So uh, Brett on YouTube uh, commented this, and I think uh, I'd like to ask you guys like how you kind of do this as well. He said, when I'm speaking and I'm using my own words, it's hard to find the right things to say. But when I speak and let Christ guide without thinking, it's effortless. And I think for me, the way that I, I started to do my prayers is because there was a lot of times for me praying, I was like, I just don't know what to say. Like, how do I pray? You know, it's like not necessarily that like I needed to have like this like really pretty prayer. Just, I just didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And I started saying like, Holy Spirit, pray through me. Like, you know, the situation, you know, what needs to be said, you know, like pray through me. And then like words just kind of start coming out. And it's like this like stream of consciousness that like kind of comes out. So like, what do you guys do in those moments? Cause like that, those prayer moments when you're by yourself or with your spouse or, you know, your family or whoever, you know, when you're praying in that moment, cause you're trying to get closer to God, like those specific moments, like when you go away, you know, like for us married, you know, guys, usually we're doing it with our spouses. Maybe we're doing it by ourselves, you know, single people like doing it by yourself. Like what are you doing to try like, and get closer in those prayers? Like how do you, are you guiding yourself? Are you letting the Holy Spirit? Like, what are some tricks that you've kind of like come up with to help facilitate that? that does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I think like depending, like if I, you know, if I know, if like one thing I'll do is like, I'll just like maybe repent. Like, especially if I like mm. know that I like just did something I should not have done. Like I'll just repent. And like, That's I good. just, I just have to run to him and just like, and then I just kind of see this image of him, like his arms wide open. And I'm like, man. And then that leads me right into um, just thanking him. Just, um, yeah, just thanking him. And like, I'll just start saying like, like a little kid, like, thank you for food. Thank you for clothes. Thank you for this house. Thank you for my, and just start thanking him. Yeah. And like, and then I just get like overwhelmed because I just start thinking about like, thank you for dying for me. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, Oh, like, I don't know where I would be without you. Like that life sucked. And like, this life is so much better. And I just, I mean, I could just start going right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, but yeah, I think for sure, like, like, uh, being grateful and like, and that usually leads into like praise, Mm -hmm. um, which is, I guess, kind of hand in hand, same kind of thing. But yeah, thanking him and praise is like kind of how I quote unquote activate that, um, when I don't know what to say. So my prayer life has always really just been talking to God, like, man, God, I'm really struggling with this right now, you know, and questions like, okay, God, so you've always been forever. Well, who created you, you know, or, Hey God, I'm, I'm really struggling right now at work. This, this employee is really getting on my nerves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I just talk to God. I just carry on a conversation. And then what happens eventually is, you know, God starts talking to you. So it's like this conversation. So I've never been one to just like, you know, close my eyes and fold my hands and just, you know, oh God, you know, you know, and and say the same prayer. And that, and hey, that's great for other people. My personality is, is really to be honest with you, I pray like I'm talking to you guys Mm -hmm. right now tonight. Mm -hmm. I just talk to God just like I do my wife. You know what I mean? And like, so when I'm driving in the car, I'm just learning that by the way. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So one time I went out to eat with a Christian friend. We were at Kidobi. It was about five years ago and I was already doing that. And me and him started praying, right? Right in the restaurant. All of a sudden he just I look up and he's just staring at me and he's talking, you know, and, and he's, and I'm like, is he talking 
or is he praying? Well, he's praying the whole time. But then he would just take like these bunny trails and he'd say, by the way, how was that David's baseball game? I was like, it was good. And then he just, you know, you know, God and, you know, and, you know, he's saying hi to people. And I'm like, I was like, that is so cool. It was so natural. And really, that's what I do. I mean, I just, I talk to God and, it, and it's a conversation. So really, you get to the point where you're not waiting to hear God. It's almost like you're just interacting. You yeah. know what I mean? And how do you get to that point? You spend time with them. Yeah. Just like I did earlier, just like I did with my wife. Yeah. You know, just like when I when I got to get get to know you better at small groups, what do we do? We spend time together. I got to know you better. But if we didn't have small group and I didn't spend all those hours with you, there's a lot that I wouldn't have known about Alex. Mm -hmm. But because I spent time with him and I talked to him and I communed with him and I talked like we're talking right now, I know a lot more about him and his wife, who's absolutely wonderful. You know, so it's spending time, mm -hmm. being real, being true to yourself. Yeah, I would agree with that. I know for me, like, I had to also come to a point where it was just like, it's just a conversation mm -hmm. because it's God and he's your father, you can talk to him just mm -hmm. like you would talk to your earthly father or anybody else. Um, but I know like, cause that definitely takes the pressure off of it. You're not mm -hmm. having to pray all these like fancy big words. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have these hour long prayers. It's just a conversation and that comes naturally. Um, but I know for me, like when I, um, feel like I'm at a loss for words and I don't know what to pray. I just speak in like pray in tongues, honestly, yeah. and just like That's build good. up your spirit, man. And mm -hmm. I know that when I do that, and I'm praying in tongues, I know first off I'm praying like the perfect will of God and everything that I'm praying is good. And then when I do that, it, I'm like the Holy Spirit will just like speak to me and like prompt me to like pray for other things. Mm -hmm. So then like, I'll just like pause and like pray for whatever God laid on my heart and then just go back That's into good. praying into tongues. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that leads into other things. If I just don't really feel like I know exactly what to be praying for. Yeah. That's good. I think too, like just real quick, like as I'm like doing some of the, you know, the things that we're talking about, like, I feel like all of a sudden the way it comes on for me is just like, you know, I'm like thinking about a certain situation or whatever I'm praying for. Then all of a sudden I'll have a new perspective mm. and it's like, where did that just come from? Like, there's only one place, you know what I mean? Like I said earlier, like I can rationalize and justify and like try to see how it might go this way or that way. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, I get something else that I'm thinking about. And I'm like, all right. And I'm also just learning that too. That's like, that's okay, point. that's not just my own mind. Like, right. and the devil's trying to tell me that that's just my own mind. Like mm -hmm. you're pretty clever, Alex. Like keep leaning on yourself. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> like, um, like maybe a little clever, but not that clever. Like, yeah, yeah we, uh, being my wife, we're like, we're selling a house right now mm -hmm. and we're trying to buy a new one. And we just had this conversation where I was like, you know, I'm like, I believe God told us to sell the house. You know, like we prayed about it and I, I, I firmly believe that I heard God say, yeah, this is the time to do this. And, you know, it's been a little bit more difficult, you know, of a process than, you know, like we knew it was going to be difficult, you know, cause it's not like selling a house and buying a house is super easy, yeah. especially, you know, when you have a wife that's due, you know, for a baby yeah. you know, in July and, you know, like she likes to nest and you have four kids and, yeah. you know, like all these things. So it's like we knew it was going to be, you know, spinning a bunch of plates, you know, and she's like, are you having second thoughts? And I said, you know, I'm like, there's always those moments where I have second thoughts. And I think everyone being human will have second thoughts. I'm like, I haven't changed my mind of what I believe God told me that I, uh, you know, that I firmly believe. And I said, but at the same time, I believe that God would, if I didn't hear correctly, 
and it was actually me that I heard. I do believe that God would still take care of us because yeah. my intention Amen. was God, God, I heard God told me this, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it's like, I don't think God's like, well, you screwed up. <laughs> Good Figure luck. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's the, you know, that swing of that bat, you know, where it's like, maybe this is one of the times that I miss, but like the intention, you know, is really good. Like my intention wasn't, no, this is what I want. I want a new house. I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. Like I was really nervous about doing this in this timing because of, you know, the baby and all these kind of things. And I did it because I believe that I heard God say this. So even if I didn't actually hear God say this, I know that God's going to take care of us because the intention was good and pure. And I think for a lot of people, including myself, that's why they don't take those swings because was that me? Was that God? Yeah. Well, if it wasn't me, you know, if it wasn't God, then it is me you get stuck. and I'm out of, you know, his will. And it's like, well, no, I don't think that that puts us out of his will. Like, yeah. I think that he will bless that. Maybe not in the same way, but he will protect you. Maybe as a better word, yeah. you know, in that scenario, you know, like, I think he, he like honors your heart right. when you yeah. were like doing that yeah. or, um, thinking that or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and the way that he could do that is maybe like the sale of my house falls through, you right. know, repeatedly. Could be. Because it's like, hey, you know, like, no, now is not the time. Yeah. I know you're I know you're trying to do this, you know, for good, but it's like, you know, like, no, this isn't this isn't the time. Yeah. You know? Like and I think that's a way that he could protect us. You for know, sure. that's, that's and who asked a question, Brett? Uh Brett he didn't ask a question, he just he stated oh, kind of okay. what he does. So um I would like to say this um to him and really to us and and everybody is what would it look like if our life in general was a prayer? Mm -hmm. So instead of waiting for me to quit being busy, say I'm at work and I got a coworker and they get crazy on me mm -hmm. and then I get kind of crazy on them. And then I get back to my desk and I just say, man, God, that was kind of weird. <laughs> where, where was I wrong there? Cause I know they peed me off. Mm -hmm. You know, where was I wrong? Or let's say, you know, you're driving to work, someone cuts you off, you know, and you're, oh, you know what I mean? And then you just say, man, God, whoa, they ran a red light. Where am I wrong? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or let's say you're, you're at home and you're with your wife and you're doing your bills and you're getting frustrated. How about just asking God in that moment, God, why am I getting frustrated? What am I doing wrong? So mm -hmm. from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed, we take little points mm -hmm. in our life to where we're talking to God. Yeah. And really, that's prayer. We're talking and we're communion with God. So what we're doing is we're not waiting now at the end of the night when we fall on the bed and we're tired or, you know, we get to church on Sunday. Well, this is my prayer time. You know what I mean? Because I don't know about you guys, but... For me personally, to set aside time every day, and I have friends that do, and it works for them, to say, look, I'm going to pray this time in the morning because things happen. I get busy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the little times, you know, like today, there was three or four times where I was just like, like God, you know, what about this? You know, what about that? You mm -hmm. know, and just talking to God, just asking. But him. that takes discipline. It does. And I think that that's, that's the big thing for me is like it. it is – especially with how, what my work is and what I'm doing, it's hard for me personally to like, I mean, I'm obviously like I'm praying in those moments because mm -hmm. like, that's just who I am and that's my nature now. But like being intentional to like 
pray during the day is is complicated because I'm I'm working I'm working working mm-hmm. I'm also a super AD, ADD so it's like mm-hmm. it's hard to pay attention so it's like being more like okay I'm either gonna have to do this when I first wake up or before I go That's to bed like yep. and be intentional about that yep unless you can you know and the thing is is like my discipline is being built in that because that also takes discipline oh, yeah. but it's a little less discipline and it's like you know, once I can get that discipline down, like then the rest of those disciplines will be easier for me to build that's a in. Good point. So it, it's one of those things like that's great, and some people yeah. can do that exactly. But, and what I guess you could say is, what's your flavor? Right. We can't. So if I try to say I'm going to take like you, I'm going to take this time. That doesn't work for me, right? You know what I mean? Or but it might work for you, but it doesn't work for her, but it works for him. So if we're trying to do what we think is the Christian thing to do, exactly. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is really what works for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Might not work for you, but we're both getting the prayer in. We're both fellowshipping with God. Mm-hmm. So let's not try to put God in a box. I was just thinking about that actually, yeah, as you're yeah. saying that and just being able to have like those little conversations throughout the day is like you're incorporating God in your life all day, which I think is so important because otherwise I think it is easy for us to put him in a box and say, this is my Jesus time. I go to church on Sunday and that's when I spend time with Jesus. And it's so important, I think, to like have that time because I think like you were saying, like you need that discipline because I think that mm-hmm. your relationship with God is something that you have to be disciplined about just like any other relationship you'd have with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think too, like it's super important to like incorporate God throughout your day and just be able to like, to be able to listen to for mm-hmm. his voice in those busy moments too, which I think comes with so much practice. Cause like you said, right. I have a job too, where I'm go, go, go. And I don't always have a second to just be like, stop. But I think we can also get to a point where even in those moments we can be patient and listen and hear God's voice. Yeah. And I think my discipline is, is getting more and more cause I'm, I'm finding myself doing that more and more. Like I pulled up to the stop sign at my exit, you know, and I'm sitting there waiting and there's, you know, always the panhandlers that are sitting there <laughs> and you know, it's one of those things like, you know, the Bible says to like, you know, feed, the, feed the hungry, clothe the, you know, the naked, you know, that kind of thing. And, I never really have taken time to ask God if I should give money to those panhandlers. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there listening to worship music. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, God, should I, should I give something to them? Like, And God's like, yeah, you've got 10 bucks in your pocket. You should give it to them. And I was like, should I give them that title? <laughs> Is that God? <laughs> Is this thing on? I just want to make sure I heard that right. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I should, totally should do that. So I rolled down the window and gave it to him. And he... You know, he didn't really say anything, and it was like, you know, I, I didn't do it for praise. Yeah. You know, I yeah. did it because God told me to do it, and I wanted to be obedient. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I normally would not do that, you know? And it's just like, I was sitting at the stoplight. Yeah. Decided to seek do, him. Do you guys ever ask God for an answer, and he gives it to you, and you just struggle? It's like, man, why did I ask him? So one time, uh, it was snowing years ago, and my neighbor would never shovel his driveway or a sidewalk and I'm and I'm out there I'm shoveling and I'm like 
I'm like, man, God, someone needs to shovel his driveway. And God's like, why don't you do it? And I'm like, oh, I resist you, Satan, in Jesus' name. You have no authority. I'm like, you know? So I did it, right? And I'm complaining the whole time, sweating, taking my coat off. And then I'm like, man, God, I did it. And he was like, yeah, that was really nice of you. And I was like, yeah, he needs to do it for now on. I just set the example. And God was like, well, why don't you keep doing it? And I was like, what? You know? But in that, God really ministered yeah. to me you know what i mean and i knew it was god yeah you know but so you always hear this saying in the body of christ well don't ask god something if you're not willing to follow through you know what i, I mean? mean that's yeah. the number one rule of luring <laughs> don't ask a question you don't know the answer to <laughs> you know it's like don't ask a question you don't want the yeah. wrong answer yeah. to you know it's yeah. better the better thought process on that and it's like don't ask god a, don't ask god a question that you don't you're not prepared to answer that question yeah. you know like because yeah. you know like we were saying at the beginning of this like God's going to ask us to do some crazy things, yeah. you know? And it's like, now, every time I go, God, should I give that guy the money in my pocket? I have to be ready for the answer yeah. to be yes. Like, I can't ask that question, have the answer be yes, and go, you know what? I don't really want to do that. It's about to turn green. <laughs> yeah. I can just green, go green, soon. Green. Yeah. So, so yeah. the cool thing about intimacy with God is when you're out in public and you're at say the dollar store you're just running in to get a couple things because you can get it cheap and you're walking there and you look at someone and god says go pray for them they're struggling and what i used to do is oh yeah i, I can't do that what is everybody gonna think i'm gonna be in here praying for them you know i man they're gonna think i'm a fruit loop you know and as i'm i'm walking around i'm like okay god um maybe when i see him in the parking lot you know what I mean? I'll catch them by their car and guys like, mm -hmm. well, I should just uh, go over there and pray for them. Guys, true success is not getting things. Mm -hmm. True success is not having a great career, having a big house. That's all great. I believe that true success in life is the next time the God that created the universe speaks to us in our everyday life and we obey and in that we commune with god and then we and then build off of that so the mm -hmm. next time he asks us but it's funny because you're right he will ask you to do crazy things you know it's just kind of like and you can't wrap your religious brain around stuff you know what i mean so you're like is that god is that the devil yeah. or is that me but it's going to line up with word god's word mm -hmm. so yeah, so Dan made a comment about like sometimes God speaks to us, you know, obviously through the, you know, the physical voice of him, a picture, a dream, you know, the scripture, obviously it's God talking to us, but sometimes like God can talk to us through other people. And because uh, that was something that like weighed on me a little bit. I'm like, am I, am I paying too much attention to, you know, like what Stephen Furtick says or mm -hmm. what Bill Johnson says? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well... God's speaking to them to give those messages like on purpose, you know, like, am I, am I focusing too much on what Chris is saying on Sunday morning or, you know, or Kevin and then the same thought process and, you know, kind of going, going back to like what you said about, you know, what God was saying, you know, when he t says, Hey, go pray for that person. You know, I dealt with that hard. Like I, I want to be that person and I have friends that are those people. And I remember my friend, Mike, we were walking through Meyer, and we were in mid conversation. He goes, hang on just then. And he walks over to this stranger and it was, you know, I can't hear what they're saying. And I'm like, he walks back and he's like, picks up the conversation. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, what, like what just happened? Yeah. He's like, Oh God told me to go pray for that person. And I was like, what? 
like, do you know them? And he's like, no. And I was like, that's weird. You know, like that was like, and that was, you know, that was at the beginning of my like legit faith. Cause I grew up in the Christian household, you know, mm-hmm. but I never saw my parents do that. Mm-hmm. And so when I got saved, you know, and saw that happen and felt that that was weird. I was like, why is that weird? And I'm like, it's weird because no one in my family did it. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. I'm sure people in your family probably didn't do that when you were growing up, you know, like things are weird that we don't experience, you know, it's like you go over to a friend's house when you're in school and they do something that's different than what your family does. And you're like, well, that's weird, you know, but then they come over to your house and they're like, well, you're doing this other thing and that's weird, you know? And so I was like, listen, like, I don't want my kids to think that that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's good. I want to break that cycle. That's good. And, you know, I want them when they're 16 to, you know, or whatever to go over and just pray for someone because God said to pray for that person, they need it. And some of my struggle in that was, man, are they going to feel like this is weird too? And is it, you know, are they going to be like frustrated or upset? And what God said to me was, have you ever met anyone that's had an encounter with me? That's been bad, <laughs> like a genuine encounter like that. Like God changes people's lives. And for me to walk up to a stranger that honestly could be a non-believer mm-hmm. and say, Hey, I really feel like I should be praying, uh, pray for you. Is there something I could pray for you for? I've never once had someone go, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, how dare you? Yeah. Like I've had some like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, like, mm-hmm. but I've never had someone like come after me. And it's like thinking about that and going, yeah, like God will change their life. And if I'm genuinely doing it because I feel like, you know, like it's a stranger. So like, I have to have that like push, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like seeing people's lives change because of like that or a word, you know, I, I remember I was struggling. I was working at uh, a large church here in town and I was learning how to hear the voice of God. And I was doing sound for women's ministry. So I was in this room, there was like 150 women and me. <laughs> and they, you know, they do worship and then they would do this, like they do a game to like, be like a, get to know each other type thing. And so I'm sitting in the sound booth, they're doing this game. And there's this woman sitting at this table, like, you know, two tables in front of the sound booth where I'm at. And I'm sitting there just, you know, like walk, looking around. Cause like, there's not like a specific time frame for this game. It's like, it could end at any moment. And God says, Hey, I want you to go and tell that woman that I think that she's beautiful. And she's kind of heavy set. I don't know who she is. I've never met her. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> Blushing right now. There's no way I'm doing that. And God's like, no, like she needs to know that I think she's beautiful. Wow. Like it's really important for her. And mm-hmm. I was like, nope, nope. Like, sorry, not doing that. Like there's no way. And so the leader of the ministry, like we get back in, like we wrap it up and she's like, before we keep going, She's like, I had a word. And she like, she's looking around the room and she like finds that woman, walks up to that woman and says, God wants you to know that he thinks you're beautiful. And that woman just broke down. And I was like, that was mine. (laughs) You know, like I was supposed to have been that conduit. And it's like, man, like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I can't like ignore that anymore. And so I, you know, I have ignored that because I'm human and Mm -hmm. I'm working on that. But you know, like those are the moments that I, I keep reminding myself, like, you could take that moment and go, wow, Justin, you're terrible. Like you messed that up. Like 
I'm choosing to take those moments that I messed up and go, I need to learn from that. Yep. And I need to next time. Next time. Yeah. Not not let my like my discomfort stop me from doing that mm. uh, because I want to be a part of changing lives like that's mm. why we're here that's what we're Amen. doing you know I want to see everyone come to know you know Christ the way that I know Christ uh, and that may have been that moment for that woman and I almost took that from her mm. uh, and so like you said like like repent from things mm. like I had to repent for that because like yeah 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 hmm. I love that you say next time though. It's not like that was your one shot because right. God has so much Good grace point. for you that there will be a next time. He is going to yeah. give you an opportunity to speak to somebody on his behalf. Like you don't have to feel like you missed your shot because I've had the same scenarios where I felt like I needed to pray for a coworker and I was like, no, I know they don't believe. So that's going to be weird. And then I have to work with them. That's mm-hmm. going to be awkward. I can't do that. <laughs> like, ah, no, thanks. And then I do remember feeling a lot of guilt and I had to repent for that. But like, I love that you had said like next time because there will be a next time because God is good and he wants to speak to his people. And that's what we're here to do is to be able to be a light for him. Yeah. No, that's good. No. And you can correlate that right back to marriage again. I know I keep mentioning that. Of course I've been married for 33 years, but I make mistakes with my wife every single day. Every day I make mistakes with my wife. But never during that time did I think, oh, she's going to divorce me. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, that was my one shot. Now she's going to think I'm like this bad person the rest of our life. But I feel that way because I have a relationship with her. Yeah. And I know my wife loves me. You didn't take out the trash? I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all get a different apartment. <laughs> but the thing is, is when you do start to grow with God and you know he loves you and you become more secure in who you are in Christ, you know, those mistakes are easier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's not like God's up there and he's watching you and he's taking notes and he's going to ask you questions later and hold you accountable. <laughs> it's a relationship. Yeah. And that's what I want to encourage everybody that's listening tonight. It's a relationship. It's not a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. God loves us. He is love. He's graceful. He's patient. He's kind with us. Yeah. That's good. Um, anything else? Anyone have anything or should we get with wrapping up? Good. Um, all right. So let's wrap up and we're going to, I think we're going to pray out and we're gonna have Alex do that, cool. uh, before we get into prayer. Um, again, make sure you smash that subscribe button smash and it. share this video. Uh, the podcast will be up tomorrow on the audio version. So you guys can share that too. It's really important to share this. Like that's the whole point of this podcast is to have this very real raw like non-scripted you know conversation and we'd love for this to get shared uh so that other people you know can just like grow from it i guess you know uh so make sure you share this video and uh yeah that's it so uh alex if you want to cool. press out and yeah. we'll, we'll end Sweet. all right Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this time together. Um, I thank you for Justin and his heart to even start doing this. Um, yeah, and I just thank you for his obedience um, to you to um, pursue it. And um, yeah, we just trust that people who are listening tonight and who knows when, um, you know, this this podcast episode and all the other ones that 
that you do, that they do, that they do grow from it. Um, yeah, God. And I just want to, I just want to thank you for you being a, a God who we can just have a relationship with, like mm. we were talking about tonight, that it doesn't have to be, uh, like Dave said, um, you know, you're not just up there waiting for us to make a mistake so you can punish us. Um, you're a gracious God, you're a loving God. And yeah, I just thank you that we can have that, um, relationship with you. So, um, yeah, I gotta just pray for specifically DCC and just things that are going on here. So yeah, we love you. We thank you. And we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Bye guys. Thank you so much. Peace. I think we're reset this time.